You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Flyers smashed the Penguins 6-3 on opening night of the NHL. All four lines were rolling, and besides one play consisting of bad luck and Sidney Crosby's crazy hand-eye coordination, Carter Hart and the boys just kept getting better and better as the game went on. Join us as we recap the first game of the Flyers season. Hey everyone, I'm your host with the most Joe Gazarian, and shout out to Mark Jankowski for the assist on that fifth goal. Couldn't have done it without you, bud. <laughs> and I'm Matt Arenic. I couldn't have asked for a better send-off to Colorado than tonight's game, boys. Huge win, huge win. I'm Mike Zawissa, and I'm not going to lie, though, I was way too anxious watching that. Uh, does not bode well for my health the rest of the season. Uh, complete 360 for me watching Eagles games. Complete 360. <laughs> That's fair. No, there, there were definitely some tense moments out there, especially at the uh, the first and second period. But overall, I think pretty pretty convincing start. Pretty pretty good. Uh, we've got a ton to talk about tonight, though, and just all in one game. Let's start with some really great news, though. Nolan Patrick is officially back after missing a year due to migraine disorder. The kid's back. He got his first goal since March 9th, 2019. His first game, I think, in, in two calendar years, which is crazy to think about. It's been that long, but he's back. I think he looked great. Um, what were your takeaways on, on Nolan's game tonight, boys? Notice to be faster. I mean, we touched on it in the group chat, and you heard about it in camp, and you saw some videos, but you obviously can't really tell. And I, I noticed it. I didn't want to get too far ahead of myself in the, the scrimmage because it is just that, a scrimmage. But, I mean, I With think... With Ryan White, that scrimmage, or, or the black <laughs> and orange scrimmage? <laughs> That's probably where, where he got the speed from, those scrimmages up in uh, northwestern Canada. But, yeah, I mean, I think the 650 days, I believe it was for him, off, and that time away from... I don't even, I want to say playing, but it really just gave him time to heal those hernia surgeries, probably. Mm. Because, I mean, that was the biggest thing. I mean, he came in the league. He was dealing with those those surgeries. And I remember the first time I saw him, I was like, Jesus, he is slow that rookie season. <laughs> I was like, there's no way he's this slow. And then you, you fast forward to this year. And, I mean, that line wasn't crazy good tonight, but it was nice to see that speed. And he had he has a nice strip. And he looked he looked apart of someone who has a lot of potential. So I'm excited for him. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't feel any better for a player. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a shame that it was such a, you know, wacky goal, I guess, like off, of his, goal. off his pad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fluky goal. But that being said, I mean, you saw Gustafson, a guy who has literally not played a real game with him yet until now. And right away, he gave him that huge point. Like, they were all so happy for him. Those are the type of things that, or those are the type of like storylines, the type of, of locker room, uh, you know, conversation points that can really carry a team as well. You know, these guys all know what Nolan Patrick's been through, um, and they're excited for him. They're happy to be out there with him. So really great sign. And then on top of that, he just looked, he looked good, Matt. You nailed it. He looked fast. Uh, he was strong. There was a couple of times he hounded guys down for the puck. Uh, overall, even strength wasn't pretty for them. They, they were really victims of that second period, but, as the game went on, I thought he and Jake specifically really 
got their legs moving. And I thought JVR even looked pretty pretty good with them too. I you know I don't have much much to to critique about their game besides I think they were the line out there for Jankowski. But either way, um, great to see Nolan Patrick back on the scoreboard. That was so cool. And you guys mentioned that he he had time to to heal from those surgeries. I immediately the first thought that pops into my head was Giroux and Ghost when they both had those like identical um, was it hip or groin surgeries whatever it was and you know G didn't have the best year following it and we all kind of chalked it up to that and sure enough the year basically following so he had enough time to actually recuperate fully and didn't have to kind of rush he looked great he looked like he was back to his normal self and I think we're probably seeing which is crazy to think about, this is Nolan Patrick's true self, which is crazy to say. He's been in the league for already a couple of years, and we're finally just seeing him clear of all the injuries. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Um, any last thoughts on Nolan before we jump into the first period, boys? Just happy to have him back. Yeah. Agreed. Let's dive in. First period, um, I will say it was pretty evenly matched, I think. Um, that first goal, you know, the Pens – Worked hard around the front of the net. It looked like the D-men kind of got all pulled to one side. Um, Provorov, I think it was Provorov and Braun. Um, Braun was way out. He was um, he, he was almost all the way on the on, on the side of the boards. Um, and, you know, kind of just a good pass to go across to Jankowski. And uh, and he was able to, to roof it. For a second, I didn't think it went in. I thought it hit off the crossbar and out. But sure enough, went in. Um, unlucky goal for the Flyers, but good work by that, that Penn team. I think they definitely... They had some momentum in, in the early part of the period. Yeah, they definitely. I, I Matt, I don't know how much you were able to see in the first period, but it, it was an ebb and flow type of period for sure. Pens or Flyers looked good to start, then Pens kind of recaptured it. Um, after that Mark Jankowski goal, I couldn't help but think of our pod with the boys from the iceberg the other day, uh, and just kind of laughing to myself like, "Of course, he's the one that got on the board first. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did it you wouldn't see happen my, any other way. Did you see my tweet, Mike, that it's very Boyd Gordon? Because remember, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a yeah. Couple, couple years ago, Boyd Gordon scored the – I don't know if it was the only goal against the Kings, but I think it was like – It was the opener. It was the first was the season one. opener. Yeah. yeah. And that everybody's like, holy shit, imagine if you had the odds on Boyd Gordon to <laughs> score the first goal. Uh, that's what immediately what popped into my head was that. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah it, it was Give it was him a little false hope that uh, Boyd would net some for us that year. <laughs> Well, it was weird because you're used to seeing Crosby score on the Flyers, but then not really the fourth-line guy. So then a fourth- or third-line guy gets one, but then Crosby got one later anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, But anyway, yeah, that first period, back and forth, uh, Flyers wound up getting it back um, because their power play went to work at the end of the period. I know we're going to touch on that later, but that was huge to kind of recapture the momentum and then, you know, take the next step. They, They were able to go into the period with a lead with the second power play unit coming up with both goals uh yeah. shout out to eric gustafson so it, yeah. overall not a bad period i think strangely enough if you just bear with me here that was the period where the penguins had the the scoring chances for uh percentage pushed pushed most mostly to their favor like i i kind of looked at it. they had a 66 percent to 33 percent uh for the flyers so i you know you would think that it would be the second period that they controlled mostly but yeah they they had the majority of their chances in the in the first, I guess. Yeah, and I think they – I thought the chances they created, too, were quality chances. Like, they weren't 
bombs from the point that you know we're so used to seeing in the past just ring around the boards and then go out. Uh, I thought they did a good job of, of shooting from inside the dots for for a lot of them. And when they did shoot from the point, you know, on the two goals they did score, they got deflections. And they were the uh, the Nolan goal especially. I think, and I I guess we're seeing. I don't know if I'm seeing it more if I'm crazy, but deflections that are coming from higher in the slot seem to go in a lot more than ones that come in late, which doesn't make sense because you'd think the goalie would have a chance to see it sooner, but I don't know. Well, yeah, Mike, you can touch on it, but I know from, from talking to goalies growing up that obviously you're probably looking at the trajectory of the shot coming off the stick. So you're positioning yourself and when you get a tip out high, it completely changes kind of obviously where it's going versus in close. Now, obviously both are, both are difficult, to uh to stop but what do you think Mike is that is that correct from the goalie perspective no I mean yeah I mean I I agree with you and I think we did a whole segment about this at NHL Network one night when I was there and it was led by like Kevin Weeks and Scott Stevens I think and they were talking about how now like in today's game there's way more emphasis on defensemen kind of just letting forwards kind of hang around at the top of the the slot for no apparent reason, like they're, they're trying to, you know, I guess the idea is you keep them away from your crease, but they were making the argument that we're actually going to start seeing more deflection goals because defensemen are giving forwards so much room out in the high slot. And, you know, Matt, like you just said, if a puck gets tipped, you know, at the circles, that changes everything. Like it, it changes the trajectory of it. It changes the speed of it. It changes everything that you're you're assuming it's going to be it's different than when one gets deflected in front of the net okay yeah quick reaction uh it is what it is but like there's no reason to be given a, a player the opportunity to to chip one in from all the way out there so uh, it, it is interesting joe that you picked up on that and i will yeah, say that this patrick was untouched up there i'll say this too that i mean obviously everybody wanted patrick to get a goal to get that monkey off his back and and now he, he's free to play his game and everything like that but I, if you could, if they asked me, Joe, pick someone else to score tonight, it would have been JVR because <laughs> when he scores one, he scores a ton. I mean, he he he's so streaky, but once he starts getting them in the net, he he can really fill it up quick. So I'm glad he was able to get one tonight. Um, and it wasn't it's it's a classic JVR goal, right? He's he's mucking it up right down there in the middle, and he, a great deflection. Um, but yeah, and those I'm were the excited. goals he. Those were the goals last year he wasn't getting, right? Like no, he, had, he was what, getting one power play goal last year. Yeah. So like you said, in a shortened season where the emphasis is getting getting off the board or getting started early, getting him on the board early in the season, getting going, like that's huge. That's huge. And one the one last thing I'll touch on too is Mike talking about kind of leaving people out front or high slot in terms of tipping. That's probably why you're seeing a lot of different teams going to a one one two with a penalty kill or some type of variation of a diamond as opposed to the traditional kind of 2-2 box is that exact reason. I mean, you're leaving someone up high. Like Mike said, if a D-man comes out comes up top to try to essentially mark him or a forward drop, drops down in a box, a traditional box PK, then you're leaving up wide open players. So it is an interesting thing to watch just as for really in-depth hockey fans, if that interests you to kind of see – if you watch other games throughout the uh, throughout the league to see if that's a, a common theme. So, mm. interesting pickup. Mike, you want to take us through the second? Yeah, yeah. So, I was – the second period kind of confused me, to be honest. After they were – the Flyers were able to tie the game and then uh, sneak out a lead, 
at the end of the first, I was expecting them to go kind of pedal down there in the second um, because we know last year this team would get better and better as the game went on. And the second period wasn't their best period last year, but it was a pretty good one. So I was expecting a little bit more. Uh, we kind of got the exact opposite. The, the Pens really took it to the Flyers in the second. Um, at even strength, it was a little closer. The Flyers had the majority of the scoring chances, apparently, in the second, if you by analytics measures uh, at even strength. And the course I battle was 11 to 13 uh, in favor of the Penguins. So at even strength, it was actually closer than I would have thought. Um, it's a classic, the, the stats don't back up your eyes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the classic. You're like, your eyes, are, your eyes are telling you one story, then you look at the math and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that was the first period. It was 15 side for the Flyers, 20 for the Penguins. So they handily lost that one. So it it is a little deceiving sometimes. But I think the big thing that really pushed the game towards the Penguins' favor was the, the power play time that they got. Mm. I mean, they that's when they really started to get some calls. A little um, ticky-tacky. A little, yeah, not going to harp mean, too much on the on the officiating. The, but yeah, I mean, go that, ahead, Matt. The interference hit. call, yeah, was – I mean, I get it. McCann. But. It literally hit McCann. Like you can't call interference if the puck is in <laughs> exactly. his feet slash actually making. It was in his feet. That's that's the that's the thing I look for immediately. I'm like, okay, where's the puck? I was like, if it's far from him, then call it. But it's literally it's in between his feet. Like, what are you supposed to do? Because because he didn't look down. I'm not supposed to hit him. Come on. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It it was ticky tacky. The referees we could see from the start of the night, right from the get, they wanted to make the games about themselves or the game about themselves. With that little speech at center ice. So. Oh my god! Yeah, they're taking that from the <laughs> what world did they juniors. say? I, I missed it. They, they like welcome to the tw- start of the season. Oh, Let's have a good geez. one, boys. Something like that. They it they lifted so it from the uh, they lifted yeah. it from the world juniors because the world juniors refs are doing it and everything. They're like, oh, let's have a hot dog tonight, boys, and they drop the puck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the second period back to back to the game action. The the time on the penalty or the time on the power play really helped the Pens. It didn't show up except for that. Crosby goal, um, which, yeah. you know, the Flyers were kind of doing a pretty great job of killing penalties until that unfortunate goal. There's different ways you look at it. I think overall, when you look at it, it was just a bad play. Um, it was it's, unlucky. It's a play it's you can things. make early in the season and it, it'd be okay. You make that play later in the season. Oof. Yeah. Tough. When you're, when you're Ilya Brzezgalov doing that in the playoffs against the Devils <laughs> in the elimination game, then, then it's too much. But uh. so. I, I doubt Carter Hart will be making risky plays like that again, potentially. I think he should keep trying to play the puck because it's good that he learns how to do it. Agreed. But he what, shouldn't what it, be going for the high-risk ones, maybe. Yeah, baby When steps. it comes to goalies playing the puck, here's the only thing. If you're going to play the it's it's because, you know, obviously me coming from soccer for, for so long – if the goalie's going to come out, come out. Don't come out halfway. Don't kind of hesitate. No hesitation. Fully commit to one decision. Either come out and play the puck or stay in the crease. And he's doing a good job of that. But that's I just want to see more consistency. If he's going to play the puck, just balls to the wall. Come on out and toss the puck and then get back in the net. Or don't come out. But I, I don't want to see hesitation. And he tried to make a play. It, it wasn't there. Cross, of course it was Crosby. Of course it was. Mm-hmm. His goddamn – I mean, he's probably up there with, with hand-eye coordination in the league. There's not many people better than him. And if there is anyone better than him, you should see the look on Matt's face when I said that. Uh, it's just – yeah, it's unlucky. But, wait, it, it, he puts it behind him right, and, you know, you take that you take that goal away, they score twice on him. So Yeah. 
And, and lo and behold, the team, they they got pushed around a little bit in that period. But lo and behold, they Sam were... Ran. Yeah, we need <laughs> Sam Ran back in there. Lo and behold, they wound up going back in intermission with a lead, right? I mean... That was crucial. Late, I, yeah, was late crucial, period crucial goals goal. were huge. Another late period goal, and that's something the Flyers did so much last year again. So Michael Roffel in the fourth line establishing themselves, and that pretty much vaulted or that was that was goal number three right that was that was Farabee. oh Farabee's sorry Faraby. yeah there's My too bad. many mike it's not your fault there's, there's yeah, yeah, i'm getting them crossed to keep how could i forget who's who did you have michael raffle i never heard of him could you uh tell me his background <laughs> yeah quick? joel Faraby too i don't know what they're doing putting him yeah, on the second line four uh, apples there's but, some, uh, yeah <laughs> yeah big goal by Faraby. apologies to the kid uh stepping out into the crease blowing past a couple pens forwards and defenders to get there and just sliding it right by Jari. I don't really know what he was doing on that play, but that's a savvy play by Farabee. I um, hope he was able to get all of Pierre's lipstick off his ass. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was he was pumping his tires, man, which is great for us. I mean, cool. But, my God, he went, on like a, he went on like a, a minute-long rant. He's like, oh, this this Joel Farabee, the Flyers fans, you're going to love him. I'm like, all right, Pierre. I'll take it. I'll take it for sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I saw the second breakdown. Um, Matt, anything you wanted to add to it before you you take us home with the third? No, yeah, I think you touched on the key point there. Obviously, um, I was saying to myself, I probably like I say every end of every period is that we need to get one here right before the end. And the fact that we got too late in the period, I definitely feel helped momentum going into the next period. Now carrying into the third, it didn't end up turning out that way, at least to start. Um, Gus giveth, Gus taketh away with a brutal turnover. Turnover. He was trying to kind of. Do you remember if it was on his backhand or was he on his forehand there? Because he's a no. lefty, so I think he was on his forehand, right? Yeah, he tried to like kind of like flutter a pass up he to was, Coots, I think it yeah, was or something. He was skating. He was skating not backwards, but he was skating towards his net and then try yeah. to make a play the opposite direction. And he fanned on the pass up to the boards, like you said, the Coots, uh, which led to, I want to say, was it a three-on-two or was that just a two-on-two? Yeah, I think it was like a third. The Pens definitely had numbers on yeah, it. Yeah, I think they had, they had yeah. 10 have come late. And then, like Mike, you, not like, like Joe said in the group, I mean, unbelievable shot by Tanev. We touched yeah, on that. That was a rip the, shot. Uh, was, in the crossover. He's a good fourth liner. Um, now third liner. So good shot by him, um, which I was a little worried that would kind of turn – Turn the tides, but not too much longer. Or how long? Yeah, only a couple minutes later. Great play by Scott Lawton. Um, driving, driving the middle on, or who hit it? Was that Lawton passed it to? It was Raffle to Lawton down the boards. Lawton over to NAK who fanned on it, but Lawton followed up just like you should. Great pass to Raffle who feeds it right through the five-hole of Jari, which was a huge one. Whenever you can get contributions from your fourth line, and that really just comes back to the depth of this team, I mean, that that fourth line is fun to watch. They're physical. They have the skill. Um, with with uh, Lawton down the middle there, it's a huge goal. And then all, all those three goals in the third came in a seven-minute span. So not more than five minutes later, we had Konechny's goal after the nice cross-check that Joe pointed out. <laughs> At the beginning of this po- podcast from our friend Mark Jankowski, where he cross-checked Limblom into the posts and just forgot about TK coming in late on the uh, the rebound there. And that really he just opened the floodgates. 
yeah. with, with Lindblom's body just on top of Jari. I mean, there's no way he can make the save. So, seriously, yeah. shout out to Jankowski that cold doesn't happen without him. And I will say this real quick before we dive more into the third. You, you touched on that, the, uh, the end of the period goals. I mean, how often in the past has that been the Flyers, right? There's 30 Reversal. seconds left and Flyers get scored on and you're just like, ah, oh, just lets all the air out of the building. And it feels so good for us to be the one doing that now instead of, you know, it being done upon us. So I, I agree. Those goals are huge. They're, they're momentum killers for, for a team. So I'm glad we're the one doing the killing now. So to follow up on that, Joe, too, like, again, that's something we saw last year, a good amount, goals at the end of the period. And to do it, you know, every team does that at one point in the season. There will be a couple times it'll happen to you, a couple times you'll do it. But to consistently score them, like the Flyers now have last season, and then tonight they did it twice, that's not just, like, a aberration anymore. Like, that's that's a trend. That's something that the team... For whatever reason, it, it could be absolutely because of the hard forechecking style of AB's system. They're able to generate offense to the final second. Like that Gustafson goal in the first was with seven, or sorry, the Patrick goal in the first was with seven seconds, and the Farabee one was like just over a minute, I think. So it's not like that's that's not happening by accident. This is by design now that the, the Flyers realize that at any moment they could generate offense there's no missed opportunity for a four check or, or to generate uh chances in the zone we should yeah. we should mention too that save by by carter in the third um we came across yep. a crease what was it to the to his right 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 and it was it i didn't show the replay of that save which i thought was kind of crazy but um i mean it was a great pass across ice and i don't know who the penguin player that that shot it but it was a great shot and Carter was equal to the task, and those are the kind of saves that you have to make in the third to, you know, to, to keep that momentum, to keep your team, you know, because if that goal goes in, I mean, yeah. it's I, I still think at that point. it's 6-4, it's and that's a whole different hockey game, and, you know, the Penguins feel like they have a chance again, and, you know, who knows what happens, so it was a great save. I thought um, some more takeaways from the third. I thought, I mean, through the whole game, Matt, you and I talked about this a little bit, but uh, especially in the third, I think Phil... Phil Myers locked it down. I thought he looked really good throughout the game. But the whole defense in the third period, I think they did a great job of limiting high-quality chances um, and kind of just suffocating the Penguins, which, same thing. that Like you said, Mike, the uh, the forecheck, this team just suffocates people in, the, in throughout the periods. It just get, The grip gets tighter and tighter and tighter. So what did you guys take away from the third? Anything else? I think a large part to kind of continue the trend you guys are talking about is in terms of forechecking and suffocating, is the deployment by AV. Um, I mentioned before the podcast how no forward played more than 20 minutes, right? And over yeah. a shortened or more condensed 56-game season, that's going to be huge, yeah. hopefully going into the playoffs, if, if your best players aren't having to play over 20 minutes a night up front. Um, the closest was Sean Couturier with 19 minutes and 27 seconds, but he plays all situations, so that's to be expected. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it. And I think quietly, I mean, Kevin Hayes, two-point night, 20 seconds after that that Konechny goal that gave us a nice two-goal cushion. Uh, another great play by who's Joel Farabee um, with <laughs> a, a shot pass off the pads um, for his fourth point of the night where Kevin Hayes buries it not only 20 seconds after that goal. So that blew the doors open. Like you said, Joe, huge save by Hart, who ended up with 31 saves on 34 shots. So good night from him. Um, and then, yeah, Phil Myers, I mean, 
he had the turnovers you mentioned. Yeah. Which I think there, there's still going to be some growing pains. That's but fine. It's to be expected. But he, he's – Those the, physical tools are just – That's – yeah. He's he, – he, God. Malkin is a any, – any Russian like him or Ovechkin, they're just men. And he was being manhandled late in the third by Phil in the corner. And that's just – I mean, he's – he is a different breed of athlete, so he's going to be fun to watch this year. You just have to be okay with some of those mental lapses here and there. You guys know I always say you can't teach size. Phil Phil Myers has those <laughs> – he has intangibles, man. He, he's got them. Um, if he can put the rest of his game together, I think he's going to be really great. Matt, you talked about time on ice real quick. I just took a look at, at Natural Statric. Ivan Provorov, uh, Pierre said he wants him to log 26 minutes a night like he did in the playoffs, which would be a nightmare. Uh, he, he only logged 18 minutes, 33 seconds. Uh, Phil. At, at we evens, just talked, I think, right? That's at, even strength. Yes, I think. Yeah, yeah. And Phil at eight, almost 19 minutes, 18 minutes, 54 seconds. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But I, I thought I thought the defense looked really good. Justin Braun was classic Justin Braun and just himself. He didn't play out of his game. He did get kind of drawn. He, I mean, he was going to his puck, going to the puck in in his credit and that goal that they were out on for the for the first goal. But um, yeah, otherwise, I think I think the team looked really good. Um, Water, give me give me your guys's takeaway from the first game of the season. Give me give me your biggest takeaway. Um, from I'll, I'll just say real quick. By the way, we just talked about defense. Eric Gustafson, best shot on the team. Uh, I think he he gets the his shot through. He gets it on net. He had two two assists on that power play. Um, I, I love to see it. I love for once in a long time. Besides, I mean, Provorov did have – he had a good season last year leading the league in power play goals for defensemen. But um, Gustafson, holy shit. His shot is – it's fast too. It's, it's – it's, it's, I don't know. I love it. It gets through. And that's, and that's why he put up 60 points in 2018-2019. I mean, that's why they brought him in. Hmm. Um and kind of speaking to deployment, he only he only played about 18 minutes. It's good to see him in kind of a reduced role. But I think the biggest the biggest takeaway, like you mentioned, is power play too. Last year, as everyone knows, the power play was not fun to watch at the end of the year. Um, and traditionally, is it power fair play to two? Say you the could last... put me out there, and I wouldn't. I would. I would <laughs> score more goals. Just me. I mean, how I long have we been goals. watching only power play one? Be the contributor for I feel like has it been 10 years I mean up until last year we got a little contribution and the beginning of the season it seemed that kind of tailed off so and I think that that turns the tide of the game instead of being down let's say maybe two to one in the second against against his Penns team we're talking about being up three two or up two to one going into uh into the second originally so power play two being able to contribute I mean there really isn't a player on either power play unit now you look at and you're like, why is he on that unit? Right? Like before we were watching Yuri Laterra on the second unit. And now <laughs> and now it's who is it? It's Patrick. Belmar was out there. Oh, there used Jesus. to be some characters out on the second unit. Dale Weiss, like my ah, dumbass said. He's gonna get you fifteen a year. <laughs> fifteen <laughs> Matt a year. He's good for fifteen twenty a year. Dash Matt O'Renick. Not bad. But yeah, I mean it's it is refreshing to see us not have to rely so heavily on that top unit. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that, Matt. I think that's 
special teams was a big difference tonight. Um, the Pens couldn't do much, and the Flyers could. And I think Eric Gustafson is a big reason why. And just the supporting cast all around is is uh, much better on the, the power play this year. It's, it's more evenly distributed, I think. Um, and they have the benefit of that because the, the team is so deep. Um, so, but my big takeaway, I think, is that this team looked... This looked so similar to games from last season. Like, it was almost a carbon copy of games that came to mind are the the one against Toronto. I think it was, like, right around the holiday when it was, like, a close... The Flyers had, like, a lead throughout, and then in the late second or early third, the, the Maple Leafs wound up tying it on, like, a John Tavares fluky goal or something. And then the Flyers came back and just ripped off, like, four unanswered goals or something like that. Just blew it open. It was that one where Ghost took the slapper uh, from the the point just out of nowhere. And, and then there was the one against the Rangers going to the holidays where they, they blew it open against them in the third. And I can go on and on. There were so many games in which they did that in the regular season. And I think this looked just like it. The, the big difference was the second period wasn't great. Um, it was probably their worst period of the game. At one point, I think shots were, like, 21 to 12. So... It wound up becoming much closer than that in the end, but yeah, I mean, they were doing that last year with guys like Derek Grant and Nate Thompson still on the team. Now we have Nolan Patrick there and, and Oscar Lindblom as well. So and Joel Farabee clearly looking like he's taking the next step in his development. So so far, yeah, I mean, holy shit, four points. Yeah, right. right. Four points tonight, a goal and three assists. It's. Against, and just looking the team's biggest rival too. Yeah, and just looking right at home on a second line with with Kevin Hayes and Claude Giroux. So, you know, the depth is there and I said earlier about the the late goals. You do it a couple times, it, it's like a nice little aberration. It's it's a nice surprise. You consistently do it over you know, a season plus at this point. It's not it's not a it's not just something random. It's it's a it's a trend. So, this is AV, this is AV style that he coaches and I mean that was that third period was fun to watch. That was a great hockey game. Agreed. I I, I know you said you were a little your heart was beating a little fast, Mike. But I I I would say I was pretty steady throughout the the course of the game. Because um, for the first time in a long time, and I think it started to win me over last season too. Um, it's just I, I think this team. It's just more prepared to to win games than it ever has been in I don't know, at least the last ten years. Um, I, this team can go down three, one, and I'm not turning off the game. I'll keep it on. You know, I'm going to watch and who knows what will happen. I, I just, I get good gut feeling about this team that their, their resolve is strong and, and they will fight back. And given the chance, if everything goes well, they, they just win every period and they get stronger as they go on. Well, that's the thing I, I, you can, uh, ask my brother JT this when we have him on next time, but I say this all the time, especially in the past, like prior to last season, uh, in, in like the three years leading up to that, the Flyers would lose games like this left and right. Oh, and, and I would always say good teams find a way to win. The Flyers just aren't a good team. And that's why they lose these games more often than not, you know, and now we're seeing it. They are a good team and they're finding a way to not just squeeze out, you know, what did I call it? A four, three overtime win. Uh, mm-hmm. when we were on with the, the Pittsburgh guys, I was kind of sweating that a little bit at one point in the game, but they didn't do that. They didn't just eke out this this win against a team who, on paper, they're they're better than. They came into the third and just rattled off three unanswered in, in the third period to to really seal the deal. So, uh, 
a good team does that. That's a mark of a good team. I think we should we have to start living with the fact the Flyers might actually be good. Yeah, and the special teams are the biggest part, right? Like when our power when our penalty kill was bad, the Penguins are probably scoring. They had four power plays tonight. They're probably scoring at least two, right? That makes it a closer game. Our power play isn't probably isn't getting two from the second unit. So those are the thing that changes it. And uh, a little shout out because I've been hard on him last year to I guess Michelle Terrian. I was gonna say those changes. Yeah. On the second, because I do like their makeup as it stands right now. Um, and also, another shout-out to AV. I mean, looking at the way the defensemen were used, there's clearly the number one, two, and three defensemen. He has Provorov playing 23 total minutes. Um, Myers, 21.03. Sandheim, 20.48. And then it goes Gustafson and Braun, pretty much equal at 18. And Robert Hague at 15. So they know who their big guns are. They know who to play. And then the nice thing with the forward group is there's really no one bad to play. So it's going to be fun to watch. We'll good, find good special someone. teams. And, and we'll, we'll yeah. find somebody. Someone, I mean, someone. Flyers Twitter see, uh, will definitely yeah. find yeah, something. I don't know if you guys watch Parks and Rec, but um, like, like everyone has a Jerry if you watch Parks and Rec. And we haven't found our Jerry yet, but I'm sure somebody. Oh, it's maybe Robert it's Hague. maybe it's Hague again, yeah. Um, which he doesn't deserve to be the Jerry, but um, <laughs> I mean, right now he doesn't. Not the first game of the season, he doesn't. Call me in two weeks. We'll we'll take a look then. But I didn't give you Joe, my guys' takeaway. Wait, Joe, real quick. Sorry to do this to you. Uh, I feel like I did this to you in the Pittsburgh podcast a lot. Um, <laughs> I was just looking at time on ice because because uh, Matt brought it up. Uh, I saw faceoffs is conveniently listed right next to it on NHL.com. Team just picking right up where they were on faceoffs from last year. Drew they demolish. Yeah, Drew won fifty five percent. Who else? Why does it keep doing that? The NHL.com stats like bump over. A hundred yeah. for Jake. A hundred for Raffle. <laughs> yeah, eighty three percent for Hayes. For Hayes, fifty seven for Patrick. And if you remember, that was Patrick's like weakest point of his game mm. when he first broke in the league. Uh, and then Lawton was the the low guy on the team with forty three. So still a pretty convincing face-off effort from the from the Flyers tonight so I, I hope that continues because I know face-offs are in the eyes of a lot of analytics people overrated at this point I still think I disagree it, with that. it sets the the tone of a shift uh in motion like ev- that, everything that happens after that especially in zone is a result of winning or losing a draw power play if, especially yeah I don't know I don't know how somebody could tell me winning is winning a draw in your offensive zone versus defensive zone how those aren't important I, I just how or how they're just lack lack significance that's shocking but i mean hey I, I don't you don't have to agree with all stats but you can't banish all of them either you you gotta you have to live in both worlds so you gotta have both feet in in both worlds but my takeaway we kind of touched on it already so it's gonna be very quick Farabee, man holy holy hell first game of the year four points i'm not saying he's gonna do that every night but if if he can if he can replicate that kind of success to, to a lesser degree, even if it's, you know, if he becomes a point-per-game player, um, man, the Flyers really got something in, in him. I, I was never down on him, but I just didn't – I never saw him as, like, a, a scorer. I, I saw him more as uh, just a great two-way forward. Maybe he chips in 10 goals or something, 15 goals, a couple assists. But I mean, he, he showed me something tonight. I'm looking forward to watching him and, and seeing what else he can do um, points-wise. Yeah, uh, great to see the kid. On full display on NBCSN, 
uh, and he he got some love from from Pierre, like you said. He, Pierre straight up said, "Watch out, this kid's gonna." He's he like, did. "I think he said you better have picked this guy in your fantasy league or something like that." Yeah, um, he said that. And he also said the, he's like, "Hey, like he's like Flyers fans. I know I don't have to tell you this, but your team is really good. Oh like, yeah, yeah, really yeah. good." That's like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Pierre. Merci. And he proceeded to give give out Joel Farabee's like childhood home address out <laughs> yeah out of upstate new york they're doing great things up there yeah great cicero guys. cicero of course yeah you know right right around the corner from bangor what the fuck that <laughs> hey that was right up near Q's. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of good he's right though i was up there covering high school sports uh for syracuse.com shout out uh tons of really good high school hockey players coming up out of syracuse the, right. the tuck brothers are from there too so well, we know where the Flyers need to go then. We need to send a scout immediately to Cicero, New York, to, to get in on the newest player. Um, <laughs> anything anything else we want to touch on, boys, before we end it? So yeah. happy hockey's back. Yeah, I, no, I second that. I'm glad it's back. It's been uh, been a long time coming. And that, uh, you know, it being dark at 4 o'clock here on the East Coast, you know, it kind of feels like your day's over at 4. And you're just like, oh, I got nothing to look forward to. We got the Sixers back, which is great, but you know the three of us are are diehards, so we we're really happy to have this back. Um, anything from you, Maddie? No, right back at it on Friday. What time? Do we know what time they're playing. I think Off seven o'clock. Head, I do not seven o'clock. It is a normal time. All right, Usually, nice. yeah. Um, no, I think it's it's a good place to end it. That they played a great game tonight, but just like Matt said, they're going to have to do it again Friday night against the Pens again. Uh, let's see if the boys can build off uh, this great start and, and trying to push forward, push forward, and have a great season. Uh, In the meantime, for Matt, for Mike, for myself, have a great day, Philadelphia. Philadelphia.